When I was 11 years old, my mother enrolled me in an all-girls Catholic school on the outskirts of London. Out of roughly 200 students in my grade, I was one of just nine black girls. The school curriculum was structured around different levels for different subjects. If you showed particular aptitude in a certain subject, you could move up to a more rigorous level and further develop your skills. Most of the time, this happened automatically. A teacher would notice an above-average student and recommend them for advancement. I had never considered myself especially gifted academically, so I was pleasantly surprised when I started testing consistently well in mathematics. I found that I enjoyed the logic and structure of numbers and had a natural aptitude for solving complex equations and problems. Yet, despite earning grades that should have qualified me for the highest mathematics level, none of my teachers recommended me. It was as though, to them, the same people who were instructing and evaluating me every day, I was somehow invisible. Finally, I reached out to one of my teachers, Ms. Rodriguez, whom I still remember fondly, and asked what I needed to do to move up. She offered me extra instruction during my lunch breaks, and eventually, I advanced. At the time, it did not occur to me that my teacher's lack of attention had anything to do with my race. Like many people of colour, and children of immigrants, my parents and I had emigrated from Jamaica when I was three years old, I'd learned from a young age that it was better to put my head down and work hard rather than draw even more attention to my already obvious differences. Still, I was frustrated that I had to work harder than most of my peers for my teachers to notice my talent. When I was 16, I told my mother that I wanted to transfer to a public college, the UK equivalent of high school, in South London, that was much more diverse. Though the school had an excellent track record of getting students into university, it was much rougher around the edges than my previous one. Students frequently got into fights and a security guard was stationed at the main entrance. Even though my mother was apprehensive, she relented because we both knew, deep down, that I would thrive more in a place where I felt that I belonged. Our instincts were right. Not only did my teachers at the new school notice my talents, but they were the first people to tell me that I should apply to university, a reality I had never considered, let alone planned for. As a result of their care, attention and validation, I became the first person in my family to attend and graduate from university. I've always been proud of this accomplishment, of course, but I never fully appreciated the lessons I took away from my primary school experience until much later, when I was well into my career. One day in mid-2018, after more than a decade of working in finance for large national and multinational corporations, I was speaking with my colleague Estelle when she mentioned an interesting opportunity. Estelle and I both worked at Virgin Atlantic, where she was Vice President of People Experience, and I served as Head of Commercial Finance. Estelle and I had joined the company at around the same time, and I immediately clicked with her. Even though I had worked in finance for my entire career, I'd always been interested in personal and professional development and creating change within organisations. After training as an executive coach and gaining a postgraduate qualification in coaching, I set up a coaching consultancy firm to help individuals, particularly women, develop their skills and succeed. We're looking for someone to mentor Craig, and I thought of you, Estelle said. Would you be interested? Craig Krieger was CEO of Virgin Atlantic at the time, and his career in the airline industry spanned more than three decades. 
Although I was relatively senior within the organisation, I was several levels below the C-suite and several decades younger than Craig. Why would he need me to mentor him? Estelle explained that the idea was part of the company's Be Yourself programme, a recent initiative designed to encourage employees to bring their whole authentic selves to work. The leadership team had realised that this may be easier said than done for employees from traditionally marginalised groups in a company that was run predominantly by white men. Perhaps by actively encouraging senior leaders to interact with and learn more about colleagues with different lived experiences, they might foster a more inclusive environment from the top down. Craig had volunteered to be partnered with a more junior colleague and requested a black female mentor because there were no black women in his professional or social circles. 